It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. So we're on a bushwalk and we're in the middle of this heated conversation with her and someone walks past the two of us and goes, oh, I love what you guys do. We like recognize it and we're like we've got these serious looks in our face and our daughter's going, what do you think's going to happen? And this person says, oh, you guys are the best. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't feel very good right now. I hope you're not hearing what's going on. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. The weekend is just around the corner. We're so excited to be able to uh, slow down and spend some time with the family. But before we get there, uh, hello, this is Justin and Kylie. Uh, I'll do better tomorrow. It's our Friday episode. Every Friday on the Happy Families podcast, we unpack episodes and experiences from our week that has been and try to figure out how we can be better parents tomorrow because sometimes we don't get it right or we'll highlight what we got right. Um, Today, two things. One of them is purely mine. And the other one is a joint one. How is it purely yours? Well, I was the one that lost the plot. I was the one that did not respond well. You you just stood quietly in the background. Am I, I right? I cannot believe you're stealing my story. Well, but, but, okay, you tell the story and then I'll say how I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for those of you who are new to the podcast, so every Friday we just we, we look at what we've done well, what we haven't, and how we can be better parents tomorrow. Uh, and we've got a really, really big one. But first, the short one that I think is mine, but you're stealing it. Even though you're saying I'm so, I had had a full day in the kitchen. Yep. It was the day before your birthday. Yep. I was prepping yep. because you decided that you want to go sugar free, and I was trying to do everything I could to give you a sugar free birthday. But we don't eat like that. You were so good. The, the things that you created, I mean, because they're sugar free, they don't taste like normal sweets. But they were really like you. You just did an amazing job. Anyway, I shouldn't distract from where you're going. And so dinner was pushed back <laughs> substantially and in an effort to try and have dinner on the table before you walked in the door after a big day out. Well, I'd been in Melbourne. So, so it was on Saturday and I'd flown to Melbourne, talked at the Resilient Kids Conference and I was flying home and I, the, flame, flame, the, the, the flight, <laughs> the plane was delayed till like, I don't know, an hour later than it should have been. And I was coming in at like seven o'clock at night instead of six o'clock and tired and hungry. And, and I know how much you love exploring and experimenting with new recipes. So mm. I decided to make something. I knew that we had a whole heap of broccoli in the fridge and I pulled out this recipe and I needed a few extra things. So I sent Miss 19 yep. down to the shops to get me a handful of things. Well, she came home and I said to her, where's the chilli? And she looked at me and she said, oh, she said, you know, when I went to pay for everything. Well, you wanted jalapenos. You wanted jalapeno yes, chilies. I wanted a jalapeno chili. Yeah. And so when she went to pay for everything in the self-service aisle, she was holding her basket. And as she got through the, the majority of things, the guy came up behind her and said, I'll take that from you. And she didn't realise until she got home, but he'd taken the basket with the chili in it. And it wasn't actually the jalapeno chili. It was just a little red bullet sort of uh, chili as well. Not the right chili, but she didn't tell you that. No, that's right. So she's come home. I've realised I don't have chili and I've also realised that the broccoli is actually not doing too well. So I've spent an hour in front of the sink. I'm trying to cut out all of the bad bits of the broccoli so I don't have to throw the whole thing out. And she's gone off to the shops to get Such a waste chili. of time. She's gone back to the shops. So she comes home. You've just walked in. And she's got a red bullet chili instead of a jalapeno chili. And her little sister says that chili cost $6. I hope you enjoy that chili. $6. And I'm like, so you know those chilies? They should that, be five cents. I think the most I've ever paid for one of those is about 14 cents, depending on how much it is per kilo. So they, they are tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And we've both turned around and looked at her and said, 
$6. How did you pay $6 for this chili? And she's acknowledged that it is so small and so light that it actually did not register on the scales. scales. So what did she do? She placed her finger on top of the chili. She squeezed it with her thumbs. She squeezed the scales with her thumbs to get some weight. That's what she did. She she said, I pushed my thumb (laughs) down on the scales. She paid $6 for it. Like she pushed like 150 chilies worth of pressure on the scales to weigh the scales to $6. She, $6. I'm still incredulous. It's been a week. I looked at her. You know, yesterday's conversation about how we want to encourage our kids to feel like they've got a positive inner voice and competence and you've got this and I believe in you. I did not express that in any way, shape or form. I looked at her and said, you have got to be kidding me. You are joking. This is absolutely nuts. I Like, I, I actually didn't behave well at all. Oh, so six dollar chilies. That's um, that's the I'll do better tomorrow story. Can you believe? Okay, uh, anyway, so what, this was why, a sidetrack. Why, why would you not just ask somebody? This isn't weighing properly. Could you come and tell me what I can do? Oh no, I'll just push. Oh, why don't I stand on the scales? I'll pay for sixty kilos of chilies. Far out, unbelievable. And then she had the hide to ask me for the six bucks for the chili. <laughs> How do I do that better? Honestly, this is I'll do better tomorrow. I'm, I'm still obviously not coping with it particularly well. How do you deal with that? I don't know how else to say it. Um, that Like this kid is not ready for life. So if, <laughs> you deal if with I had not had a full day in the kitchen and was not by that stage completely spent, I would have probably suggested that the both of us go back down to the shops and show the receipt to the shop assistant <laughs> and explain, and explain the situation because oh, man. how many grams of chili does $6 buy you these days? Man, that is that, it's like two kilos, three kilos of chili. <laughs> like It's off the scale. Yeah, and, and the funniest thing about all this is we ended up throwing the broccoli in the bin and so I went and bought fish and chips for dinner. <laughs> It was the worst. It was so bad. And I just felt like an absolute failure because I had worked so hard. So hard. Oh, that is so bad. It was. Anyway, that was supposed to be the 30-second story before we actually get into the real one. So we need to do the, 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 the real I'll do better tomorrow as a joint story, a joint conversation. We have a daughter who is an adult. She's finishing year 12. She's 18, has been since the start of the year. She doesn't want to go to schoolies. She's not interested in going out and getting drunk and doing all the stuff that so often happens at schoolies. She wants to really, really celebrate the end of year 12, but do it in a way that she can feel good about. And she doesn't feel like those kinds of activities are the sorts of activities that she wants to be involved in. But. But. In spite of her best intentions to tick all the boxes, there's still a few things that we're feeling really unsettled about. She's going away with a couple of friends. Uh, She has no idea whether she's even going north or south or how many days they're going for. Or whose car they're going in, who's (laughs) going to be driving. Or where they're staying or whether they're going to camp or Airbnb or like literally because she's in year 12. And how good are they at planning for the future? How good are they at thinking through every contingency and working stuff out? And look, there's a part of me that is actually so excited because, you know, here they are. They just, life is an adventure. And I'm not supposed to be the controlling, restrictive parent. I'm supposed to be supporting her and believing in her and 
but you're freaking I'm out. Just going. Can you just kind of pull it together and let me know what you want to do? And then there's the other part of me that's going. And hang on, you're 18, and you don't have to answer to me at all. Like in the eyes of the law, now you're an adult. We've always said once you're 18, it's kind of your life, right? Well, and the, and the reality is, if she was 18 and she wasn't living at home, we'd be having a very different conversation. Well, we wouldn't even be having one. She'd Pretty just be much. doing it. Yeah. That's exactly right. But she's 18. She's still at high school. Yeah. And she's living under our roof. Right. And then all of a sudden, there's this there's this emotional pull mm. because we have this sense of it's not even a sense of duty. It's just this desperate need to keep our child safe. And and as a parent with all of this life experience recognizing and seeing how many possible roadblocks, sneers, oh, just, traps. Just, just the absolute danger. Like I, I said, to her, how are we going to keep yourself safe? And so we, anyway, we had this conversation where she said, can I go? Can I go? We need to have the conversation, Dad. I need to let my friends know, am I going or am I not going? So we're on a bushwalk. Uh, we climbed up Mount Coolum. On the way back down, we're in the middle of this heated conversation with her and someone walks past Kyle, past the two of us and goes, oh, I love what you guys do. We like <laughs> recognise it and like, we've got these serious looks in our face and our daughter's going, what do you think's going to happen? And this person says, oh, you guys are the best. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Oh, I don't feel very good right now. I hope you're not hearing what's going on. Oh, boy. And and what what it really came down to for me is here we are. We, we definitely don't want to be helicopter parents. I mean, I rail against that all the time. But we're trying to thread this needle where we're trying to explore, explain, and empower with a, an adult, but even with a late teen child. And we're saying, help us understand what's going on for you. And she's doing a really lousy job of explaining it. Well, her emotions are high because she's feeling threatened by the fact that we're not on the same page as her. Right, and she- so then we're trying to explain why we're not on the same page as her so that we can kind of come to some some sort of an agreement. But that's only exacerbating. Fueling. Yeah, that's right. Which then, because emotions are contagious, as she goes up, you and I are like, you're not listening to us. If we could just – and so we escalate with her in spite of our best intentions to stay low and balanced. And then there's, the empowerment goes like, well, what do you think we should do? And then you look at me and you're like, we're not even on the same page. Really, really hard to have these conversations. And so my my main I'll do better tomorrow around this is just to empathise and emphasise how hard this stuff is. Like the, the parenting that we preach, the parenting that we're trying to practice is really damn hard. When you espouse to allowing your children to have autonomy in making their own choices – the challenge comes when they choose to make choices that you wouldn't make for them. Mm, that's it. And, and of course, there are differences between autonomy and independence. We want our children to be choiceful. We want them to make choices consistent with who they are as an integrated self. We want them to make choices that feel good to them and that are in alignment with their values. The difficulty comes ultimately when their values are not the same as ours. Mm. And what we're actually seeing here is her values are the same as ours, but she's still not thinking through the issues enough. We want to make sure she's got a plan, that she's safe and all those kinds of things. And that's just not on her agenda. She wants it to be totally chill, totally relaxed. We just land where we land. We just do what we do. And I'm going, oh, gosh. So you know what we end up doing? When I finally pulled it back together, I called her into our bedroom because we were home from our walk by then and we'd had some time to cool down after driving back from the wonderful, beautiful, stunning walk that we had. Uh, I said, you really want to go? And she said, yep, you're really going to go, aren't you? Yep. And I said, all right, well, mum and I have had a conversation about it and you're an adult, you're 18, you can go whether we want you to or not. But for us to feel good about you going, will you just 
be in touch with us either by phone call or text twice a day, morning and night? She said, yeah, for sure. And will you let us know what your plans are? Yeah, for sure. And I think there was one other thing as well. I can't even remember what it was. but You wanted to meet with the friends. Oh, that's right. I wanted to sit down with the friends and just talk to them about how uh, – not, not, not lay down the law, but ask them what they can do to make sure that they're all safe and that they all look out for each other, that they bring out the best in one another. And she said, yeah, well, I can bring my friends around. We can have a chat with you. That would be awesome. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, I, I can suddenly feel great about this. Not that it's about me feeling great about it, but she feels better knowing that she's got our support. Oh, and the other thing was, if anything goes wrong, if anything goes wrong, you don't try to figure it out with your friends, you call us because we've got a little bit more experience and we can probably guide you better if there's any kind of catastrophe or problem. And she was like, yeah, totally. Just, it it all worked out, but my goodness, it's hard. It's so darn hard. It's, It's that thing that we talked about the other day, it's that wrestle, you know, and whether we're children or we're adults, we have to wrestle with these things. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it. I just wanted to get off my chest and let people know that it's hard, even for the guy that writes the books and does the talks. It's it's hard, especially when the kids get older. Uh, what I also want to do, though, is put in a quick plug. If you uh, have any family, any friends, any kids uh, that are autistic on Monday night, this coming Monday, the 17th, we're going to be doing a very, very special webinar called Autistic Not Weird. It's with a guy called Chris Bonello. He's autistic. He's a secondary school teacher. He's been talking about topics to do with autism for uh, a number of years now, and he's just got so many great ideas. So please check it all out at happyfamilies.com.au. That's this coming Monday night. Have a great weekend. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon for Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And for all the information about making your family happier, visit us on our Facebook page, Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families. Happy Families.